Hi, welcome to Sammy Knows, the podcast about business ownership, motherhood and juggling everything in between. I hope that you enjoy listening and I'd love to hear some feedback on my episodes. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 8. I can't actually believe that we're on episode 8 already. It's been... It's been really quick. Um, So fun though. So thank you to all my amazing listeners. Um, Today I'm going to be covering a bit on commercial leases and commercial property. It's something that I get asked about a lot. People who maybe rent a little space in a salon considering opening their own shops or people who've got their own shops or struggling with overheads that want to move. So I'm just going to cover as much on that as I can today. Um, And it was actually a question that was emailed in by one of my followers um, that I was asked to, to cover really. So there's a few different options. Um, it depends what you're looking for from your business. Now, when I look for a shop, my three things are, I like it to be in a high footfall area. I need over 100 square meters because I can't work in anything small than that. However, one of mine is smaller and I made a compromise because the property was such a great location. Um, and it needs to be on a travel route of some kind. So it needs to be accessible to everybody. It needs to be accessible by maybe a bus or a train, not just for those with cars. Um, or parking nearby is a huge, huge pool. Um, so make sure that these sort of things are um, things that you're considering, you know, how your clients will come to you, how easy it'll be for them to get there. That stuff is really important, okay? So there's a few different lease options. You can lease a space off of someone else that already has a salon, um, which we talked about before. There's a lot of benefits to this, a lot, because there's a lot included, a lot of your bills. So if you go and rent a shop, you don't just have the shop to pay. You have all the other bills. You've got the gas, the electric, the business rates, and all of that, I'm telling you, it really mounts up and it can come to quite a scary figure. So I just want to cover um, the differences between... So when looking for a commercial property, you want to look for some of those things that I've mentioned. However, I have totally gone against my mould and I now have a shop that doesn't have a shop front on seventh floor of a building and I never would have seen myself opening a salon like that, but I moved an already established salon into that location I don't know if I would have been brave enough to have taken the risk of opening my very first salon like that because you're relying so heavily on social media, on marketing, because you don't have that footfall. People don't know you're there. They're not driving past saying, oh, look, that's a salon there. I'll maybe give that a try. So that really has an effect on new customers that you would be able to get if you have a visible shop front. Also, customers can get annoyed if you are difficult to find. So make sure that If you are, well, I would say just try and make sure that if you're moving your premises, that's fine and make sure your clients know well. Like I say, for the very first time, I don't know if I would do that as much because I feel like the overall um, new clients is slightly less. However, not in every case. I know plenty of salons that have managed this, but I just found it a bit too risky for me. So um, commercial lease. So when you go to take on a commercial lease, there's all different types, but your main one in Scotland, now I'm going to say this in Scotland is really important because Scottish regulations are very different to everywhere in the world and everywhere else in the UK. So please check your own legislations. I am not a solicitor nor a legal advisor. This is just my personal experience. So with commercial leases, the main type of commercial leases in Scotland, they're called 
full repairing and insuring leases, okay? Now, when I first started renting property, I didn't really know what that was. I didn't have a clue on commercial leasing. And it didn't really mean much to me, you know, full repairing and insuring. And my very first lease that I took on, now I had rented within other salons before, but my first full shop I took on myself, I came to learn very quickly that full repairing and insuring means everything. It means everything. It means the boiler breaks, you fix it. The plumbing system messes up, it's your responsibility. The walls cave in, it's up to you. The electricity blows up, oh yeah, that's on you as well. The landlord has like no responsibility at all. And it's it's really, really difficult actually. So I didn't think that there was any other kinds of commercial leasing really until I found one of my later premises. And one of the later premises that I got, the landlord was just keen to have me in. And that landlord, I've built such a good relationship with him now. And it's it's really nice because he looks at my businesses the way I look at my businesses. Like I could be quite honest about my cash flow, if I'm ever struggling, if there's anything else I need from him, things are repaired. Um, now that building does have a service charge on it. So I do have to pay the service charge. The service charge is included in my rent all the way I worked out to take on a longer lease. So all of that stuff is negotiable. If you find a property that's been sitting empty a while, you've got more room for negotiation. So my rule on it is be as cheeky as you possibly can be and grow, (laughs) I I was going to say grow some balls, but um, balls are weak. Um, Just get some strength behind you and really, really just push for what you want, okay? The worst that can happen is they say no. Um... And it isn't that difficult if they say no. If they say no, they're just not willing. But if you don't ask, you don't get. Really important when you're looking at commercial property, okay? So make sure that once you find the property that you like, you spend time negotiating. Don't just jump in with both feet on the first offer that they give you. Go in and say, would you accept a lower rental? A lot of them will say yes. Go in again and say, you know, would you be able to repair that window before I move in because it's putting me off? And again, if they know they're going to get a long-term let, they would maybe do it. I've even found landlords that are happy to do the full fit out for me. Not my furniture and things, but to actually do the fit out and help with the flooring and the, the expensive stuff for me taking on a longer lease. And Things like that save you so much money and I don't have as much debt when I open a business then. I'm opening with a lot, lot less debt and a lot less issues. Um, And that's really nice. So build a really good relationship with your landlord. Now, I have had some awful landlords in the past, really bad ones, um, but only a couple. The majority have been really nice. So I had one who um, was a solicitor um, and she was very difficult there was no move on her at all during COVID. Um, she wanted the full rent on the big property, even though I was forced to be closed. There was no movement. All of my other landlords, actually, when I emailed them and said, listen, I'm getting a little bit worried that furlough isn't going to be extended. Is there any chance at all that you would consider giving me a little bit of a reduction just to help me out this time until we know if furlough is going to come forward? And do you know what? Most of them were way more generous than I expected. Um, I did get maybe 10% off on one. One of my landlords gave me half price for a couple of months until it like had, we knew a furlough was coming. Um, and if I hadn't asked for that, they wouldn't have forecome and willingly offered me it. 
Um, and it's the same as if you ever get behind. So if you're ever overdue on lease or rental payments. Now, even some of my self-employed girls have times when things come up in life and they're struggling to give me their rent. And I am fine as long as they come forward and talk to me about it. I hate the whole brush it under the rug and pretend like it doesn't exist. That does not get you anywhere if you owe money. If you sit down with someone and say, listen, I'm really sorry, but I'm really struggling to pay my rent this month, you will find that most landlords will at least try and help you, the good ones anyway. Um, obviously, you shouldn't abuse that either because they'll get annoyed their end. So it should only be for absolute emergencies. But yeah, I have before gone and pretty much begged for a bit of a rent reduction and most of the time I've got it. Um, but from that particular landlord, I really didn't. Um, I was pretty much met with everybody's in the same boat, suck it up. And the whole way I was treated through that lease was not nice and I, I learned a lot. So make sure that you have quite a number of meetings with the landlord before you choose the property. And even after, just touch base with them every so often and just say, you know, just wanted to let you know everything's going well. Um, I've had some new light fittings replaced this last month. And if you sort of highlight what you're doing to their building and making their building better and things like that, they they absolutely love it. You know, they just really want a secure rental and they want their property looked after. Um, they don't want someone that's going to come in and trash it. So make sure that if you are um, leasing somebody's property that you really do look after it and you make sure that it stays in a really good condition. Wear and tear stuff you should be touching up, you know, um, and you should make sure that you um, return the property in a decent um, and respectful manner. So if you have hung things on walls, it takes two seconds to go and get some polyfiller and literally throw a little bit of the same colour paint over the top. So it's better to do that. Um, so give that a go and make sure that you are checking off those boxes. So um, when you are getting into commercial lease, it's worth having somebody who is a lease expert to look over it. Now, I don't tend to do this now because I've had so many commercial leases that I actually do it myself, um, which I'm totally happy with. Um, and I know what certain things mean, but only because of my years and years and years of experience. I would never look over a lease for somebody else because I wouldn't ever want any legal obligation to do that. But for my own leases, I deal with it myself. I no longer use a solicitor for that. But when I first started, I didn't use a solicitor and it was not good for me. So I had a lot of learning to do. Um, now, make sure that you're not taking on a premises that you can't afford, okay? I see this all the time. My overheads are too high. It's happening more and more now, actually, um, with the... Um, the what, what is it called? Like the, the price rise, the... the price crisis I don't even know and it's on the tip of my tongue and I just can't you, you know what I mean the the um the the economic climate we're in right now with the constant rising prices of everything so you need to make sure that you can afford things so don't sign in a lease that you know you can't comfortably afford now I again have gone against these rules but this is after years of experience and knowing that I can raise this money um, so when you first start, I would recommend getting a slightly smaller premises on a shorter lease term so that you can grow your business and you can move if you need to. Or make sure that the premises that you're in, there is space to grow into, because this is one thing I've had with businesses is they have grown quicker than I expected. And all of a sudden I've got all these ideas and all these ambitions and nowhere to nowhere to go, really, nowhere to grow to. So that's 
that's really important is to make sure that you've got room to expand your business as you grow. If you can move into somewhere that would even let you downsize a little bit if your business was struggling, then that is even better. Be upfront and say, you know, this is my business plan. These are my rough projections, but I am a little bit worried. I'm quite honest, I will say when I've been offered a few things recently and there are really great opportunities, but there is a part of me that says, I, and I, I do openly say to the landlord that I'm in negotiations with, that amount of lease does really worry me in case I can't get the business to fill that. So then we have a full discussion on what would be if I was struggling with the rent. So make sure you have difficult conversations and it can be difficult. People find this really awkward, but honestly, the landlords prefer it if you just ask them questions and you be direct because you need to feel your like cover yourself in all aspects, really. Um, you don't ever want to be left with a landlord suing you. Um, and I have had legal obligations with one landlord before, but never with any of the others. And it was just because they were being very unreasonable. Uh, it was that same one I was talking about before. So when you move in, you should do some, well, before you move in, you should do some financial projections on the rental and what you have to be making each month just to cover your overheads. Okay, really, really important. So add up all of your expenses from your insurance, your rough stock costs. Now, obviously, stock costs really do fluctuate. You want to have a little bit of money set aside for training. You need to add all of that together. And there are some amazing... um like business finance for the beauty industry and hair industry uh, calculators where you can work out exactly what you want to earn and it'll cover holiday pay and all the other bits and pieces. So really, really good. Um, So make sure you've done all your overheads. One overhead not to forget about is business rates, okay? Now, if your business is under a certain size in Scotland, I don't know how it works in England or anywhere else, you can apply for small business rates relief if your business is under a certain size. This also is relevant only if you own one business. So each of your businesses, if you open more, they have to be their own entities so that each one can be registered as its own entity to register for the small business rates relief. If you have more than one business property and they're under the same name, you will have to pay business rates on both, okay? well, the last time I checked, that was exactly how it was sitting. But whether that's still the case, just double check. Um, So whenever I open a new premises, I open a new limited company to go with it. And everything's run through that. So it's it's entirely its own entity. Okay, so make sure that you double check the business rates on the property. If it's a large shop, it may have a large amount of business rates. So please, please be mindful of that. Um, I know businesses that have really got stuck with that. I actually had that in one of my premises where... We were under the rateable value and then about a year after moving in, the assessor came round and said, oh no, like now you're above the rateable value and now you've got all these business rates to pay and that sort of came out of nowhere and it was expenses that I hadn't budgeted for and it left me in a little bit of a sticky situation for a little while of constantly chasing my tail, um, which isn't easy. So really concentrate on finding a landlord that you like. Don't just jump for the first property you see take time doing negotiations, take time doing figures, check as many of those initial boxes that I said as you can. So high footfall is a huge tick, parking, a good size so that your business can grow um, and make sure that there is a little bit of footfall ideally outside with a wee bit of a shop front. If you don't have that, it's not essential, but I, they're like your, your tick points, your yes. And if you can go check, 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 your business has a really good chance of surviving, okay? Um, one thing I have to 
touch on is please keep the the building in a really good tidy manner. I know I touched on it before, but I don't think you realise how much easier it makes your life with your landlord if they walk past and they see things like fresh flowers in the window, the windows have been cleaned, the property's been looked after. They will be so much happier than if you let the front of your shop get all run down. And also, your clients are going to see that as well. So it's really in your own interests to, to do that as much as you can, okay? And I really need to touch on buildings insurance, okay? Now, again, this is relevant in Scotland. I'm not 100% sure how it works anywhere else. But with buildings insurance, the, the law actually changed. So years ago, when I first started leasing, you would get your business lease and then you would go and get your buildings insurance on top and you would insure the building as a tenant. Now what happens is the landlord buys the buildings insurance and they can pick any premium that they want and you have to legally reimburse them. It's because people were saying that they had buildings insurance and they didn't. There was a lot of landlords had issues with properties that weren't properly insured and then the tenant said they were insured but they weren't insured and then there was a lot of legal battles. So anyway, now the, the rules have changed the landlord um, sorts out the building's insurance and the t- they then invoice the tenant. So please ask about this as well when you're considering a commercial property because you, again, is something that I forgot about once and ended up like, oh my God, that building's insurance is almost £3,000. Um, and it was £3,000 again that I hadn't really budgeted for my property before, which, yeah, it was a bit smaller, was only about £800 for the whole year. So I was expecting maybe a couple hundred pounds more a year than that, but not to that extreme. But then it turned out with the location, the insurance is higher, and I just hadn't take that in, taken that into consideration. So make sure that's something that you double check, because again, mistake I've made, and I don't really want you to make it. So give that, um, give that a little bit of thought. Um, but overall, it's really exciting to lease your own shop. When you are looking to open a shop, please um, work out a budget of how much it's going to need to get the shop to the standard that you need it to be. Some of them are literally walk in, dump your furniture, you're good to go. Some of them need stripped out. Um, you will always need to leave money for things like signage um, and other bits and pieces. So go through like a full shop itinerary and work out exactly what you need cost-wise and make sure you can afford it before you go in. If you're taking on loans for this, make sure you take your loan payments into your financial forecasting. Um, really, really important. And um, if you feel like you're too scared, you really want to do it and you're too scared, look at other options as well. Look at subletting from another salon, just an area. They may be, there's salons sometimes that have like basement areas or areas through the back that they're not being used. And if you were to do it up and give them some rent for it, they'd be happy and they'd give it to you. So please consider things like this as well if you don't want to push yourself financially too far. Um, I know that a lot of people now are just setting up um, properties on their, like in their house to do treatments from. Um, this does come with some legal obligations as well. I did it for a little while. I didn't really like it. I didn't really like clients coming to my house. Um, and even like there was a girl I went to and she had a cabin in her garden and as lovely as it sounds, it still didn't feel like a salon. It felt like I was invading her personal space. I personally don't 
don't like that, but that's just my own personal opinion on that. Um, there can be legal obligations with where you live. You need to have permission to be able to run a business from your house. Um, you need to make sure that your neighbours aren't going to get annoyed at your customers parking because they can put in a complaint to the local council and local council can stop you working. So it's important to phone your local authority and get their permission to work from home um, because it is a customer service um, based industry. People are going to be coming into your home. Um, so therefore, if it's not a registered business premises, the council can just tell you, no, you're not allowed to work doing that anymore if neighbours are complaining and things like that. So really important to, to look at that. Um, for some people, I know it does work really well and I think that's great. But yeah, for me, I, I don't know. I like to keep my home and my work life separate. Um, like I say, I tried it for a little while. It's it's not for me. I'm not, I'm not in a rush to go back there. Um, but it's definitely not wrong. People do it to keep costs down, and I, I understand that. It's it's low costs. You're not worried. So you've got your initial setup, but after that, you don't really have too much more. So it is, it is good, but it's not for me. Um, and it's just that, I because I do think, you know what, sometimes with the daily stress, and I actually heard this yesterday, do, do I just build a bloody cabin in my garden and have hardly any overheads it sounds like the dream but it's it's not always there there are implications so make sure you you do all that as well there's also a lot of licensing if you do advanced treatments that won't get approved for a home salon you could get them approved for a um a, like a a commercial premises but uh like a, a room in your house it wouldn't be approved for so um, there's certain treatments and there's more licensing coming in and the licensing rules are changing all the time so just check that as well if you need that um, but overall I enjoy renting commercial pro- like properties and down the line I do intend to invest some money and try and purchase a couple of them just for assets for the business that's the best way to make your business secure is to have good assets and by owning the property so if you can afford to buy a commercial property rather than rent one then it's definitely a great move to make however I know that not many of us are in the position especially when it comes to commercial leasing and commercial property purchases there's there's a big difference and um in what what am I trying to say here so there's a big difference in what you'll be allowed to do so anyway I went off on a tangent there and then lost my train of thought um so yeah jack through those things so looking at different lease options um, look at how commercial leases differ so you don't just have to go for full repair and insure them but the other type where the landlord and you pay them a service fee service charge sorry that is more difficult to come by but I have found them for my business type a, a better fit um, check your legal, legal obligations and um, run your overheads and make sure they're not too high double check your business rates Um. Build up a good relationship with your landlord and keep the building in a good and tidy manner and double check all your insurances, okay? That's a great place to start. If you want to rent a space from another salon, it's a little bit different. Um, You just have to approach them, go into negotiations and then get a legal document drawn up with exactly everything that you've agreed. Um, Most of the time they should be doing that because they're going to be the ones collecting the rent on it. So that's fine. Um... And it it can be beneficial for you, especially if it's, say, a beauty-based business, but the hair salon you're going to be renting the space from is hair. They're going to have a lot of clients, but you're not stepping on their toes by offering their clients your services. So that can be a great way to build up and establish your business as well. But I hope I've touched a good bit on commercial premises. Um, I feel I've waffled a little bit as well, so apologies if if I have. 
Um, as always, please get in touch with any questions and I will see you all on the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed the topics today. If you'd like to contact me directly or you would like any help individually with your own business, please email me at hello at sammymcdonald.com. That's hello at sammymcdonald.com. Sammy spelt with a Y and McDonald is M-A-C. I look forward to hearing from you and thanks for listening.